I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast and here we are, the top five most dramatic moments in Rugby League history. Remember this magazine was published in 2007, so only runs until then. On Monday morning we're going to have another podcast, taking a deep dive into some of the moments. We're going to pick 10 moments that we think should be included on this list that have happened since 2007. There is going to be an absolute heap. As I said, the first four installments, five installments, sorry, five installments, they are available on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Go back, have a listen to them. If you listen to this on Saturday morning, uh, go back and have a listen to the other ones. There's some really entertaining content in there, some unbelievable stories and some things that would only happen in Rugby League. And you might think that you know stories in Rugby League, but I promise you, some of these you don't know. You've never heard of them before and they were mind-blowing. I still can't believe some of them are true. They are crazy. Let's dive into the top five, though, to finish off this one. Number five, the origin of of origin July 8 1980 it is origin legend but it's also a myth Artie Beetson didn't throw a wild punch at Eels mate Mick Cronin on origin's first ever night in 1980 but at age 35 he certainly did go on a physical rampage in his first match in the Maroons jersey and that performance ensured that state of origin became more than a one night exhibition farce that so many critics had predicted but indeed its greatest modern innovation Beetson collected Blues prop Gary Hambly around the throat in the second tackle of the game he later held Graham win by one hand and delivered a vicious uppercut with the other after win had sparked a brawl. There are only 15 minutes remaining when Cron- when the Cronin incident happened. Beaton threw a loose left arm around Cronin's chin as Cronin stood in a tackle to offload. As he played the ball, Cronin looked around as if to say, who the hell was that? 
Queensland fielding homegrown players who had returned from the New South Wales competition won that first Origin Clash 20-10 and Beetson was the dominant player. On a night where the winning team received 10% of gate takings, about $2,000 a man. After the brutal opener, Beetson and Cronin sat next to each other on the plane trip back to Sydney the next day. Shout out to Cronin, champion fellow running the pub down at Jerringong where our, where our, where our holiday house is. Champion fellow, legendary bloke. Absolutely love him. Artie Beetson, one of the greatest ever. And without this night, I don't think Origin would exist. And I think now we're so used to Origin, we're so used to it being probably the climax of our season outside of the grand final. Probably you could argue Origin's bigger. Uh, but... When it first came in, you read those old reports and everything, everyone thought it was just doomed for failure. They just could not possibly envision this being a success. And that's 1980. That's 42 years ago now, which is just crazy. And Artie Beaton, he set the tone for State of Origin. He set the tone for Rugby League for a long time. A real game changer, Artie Beaton, at age 35, playing the best of the best. Unreal stuff. Let's move to number four. Bulldogs salary cap disgrace. August 23, 2002. The Bulldogs became the first team to be caught cheating the salary cap in the same season of the offence and suffered the heaviest penalty ever inflicted on a club. The Bulldogs were five points clear at the head of the competition ladder after the second longest winning streak in premiership history, 17 victories, and with just three rounds remaining in the regular season. But when journalists stumbled upon secret payments to players while investigating the league's club's Liverpool Hotel Clubhouse Stadium complex, the story exposed the most blatant salary cap rort the game has seen. An NRL investigation found the Bulldogs had cheated the $3.2 million cap by $1.5 million. They were immediately stripped of 37 competition points and fined $500,000. The outfall saw CEO Bob Hayes resign in disgrace, an instigator of the undeclared extra payments leagues club chairman Gary McIntyre pled guilty to the breaches and resigned his position as Bulldogs football and leagues club power broker. Unbelievable stuff in 2002. That Bulldogs team, they were close to unbeatable. They were sensational. So many highlights from that season. I think about the Hazamel Masri conversion from the sideline against the Newcastle Knights. Willie Mason with the Afro. A young Brayton Astor burst onto the scene. He was incredible. Shifty Sherwin as well. All these guys, that they just had everything taken away from them. Rightly so. They were over the salary cap, but they had it all taken away from them. They had to rebuild themselves. And of course, as the narrative goes, 2002, the Bulldogs they get all their points stripped. Uh, the Roosters go on to play the Warriors in the grand final. I think the Warriors win the minor premiership. The Roosters beat them in the grand final 30-8, led by Brad Fittler and Craig Fitzgibbon. 2003 rolls around, and the Roosters have to play the Bulldogs in the 2003 prelim final. Now, it was the grand final we all thought we deserved from 2002. We got it in the prelim. The Roosters won, of course. It was probably the best game of their year. They then went on and lost to the Panthers the next week in the grand final. Go forward another year in the the 2004 grand final rolls around and we finally get the grand final that we wanted from the early 2000s. The Sydney Roosters, the 2002 Premiers, taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs, who probably would have been the 2002 Premiers. And what a grand final it was. The Canterbury Bulldogs, they finally completed their mission. They went right to the top. They got it all taken off them. Then they climbed back their way back up. They went to the prelim in 03. Then they won it in four, defeating the Roosters 16-13. to And I was at that game. Unbelievable. Such unbelievable stuff. Such a good game to be at. I still always say, I think it was the loudest noise I've ever heard when that full-time siren went. Canterbury fans, 
they hit different. There's something else. Let's move to number three. Messenger signs a game is born. This is from August 1907. It was without a doubt the biggest coup in the attempted establishment of a breakaway league from the wealthy rugby union. The day union's leading star, Herbert Daly Messenger, became a rebel. With the Northern Union already 12 years old in England, there had been ill feeling in Australia about rugby's refusal to compensate players for work time lost because of injury. Rumblings were on the increase and businessman James Giltonen and cricketer and sports store owner Victor Trumper were attempting to gather a rebel team to play New Zealand all golds while en route to England. In early August 1907, Gilton and Trumper took a taxi ride from the city to Double Bay to entice Messenger to, compete, to commit to play against the all golds. With this strong-willed mother's approval, Messenger took the massive gamble to break ranks and the new rugby league had the credibility and drawing power to become a reality. From that point on, players followed flooded into the new league. Incredible stuff there. Of course, uh, Daly Messenger, he is still remembered today. The Daly M medal is named after him. Daly Messenger, champion player. A couple of other games there. Obviously, the Gilton and Shield. I believe that's the minor premiership shield that we hand out. Victor Trumper, obviously very famous in Australian sport as well. So that's really where the game started there. Our moment number three came all the way from 1907. Incredible stuff. Number two. Very interesting one. We've spoken about this one a lot on the podcast. Had a number of people share their stories from this crazy time. Number two, March 31, 1995, the Super League War. It represents the greatest upheaval in the game's history, and our judges rate it the most dramatic off-field moment in rugby league. The chain of events that followed the April Fool's weekend raids that unveiled the Super League. The threat of a Super League had been real for six months, but the bold signing raid by News Limited in the first days of April in 1995 shook the sporting world. In the first two days, players and officials from Canterbury, Canberra, Brisbane, Cronulla and Auckland accepted lucrative offers to create a rival competition after a bid by News to share pay TV rights was rejected. It sparked a week of player signing frenzies as both camps desperately acquired talent, with Optus and and Kerry Packer leaping behind the ARL as they battled their greatest threat. Penrith, North Queensland and the Perth Reds were to follow and new clubs, Hunter Mariners and Adelaide Rams were formed after the previous after the previously Super League friendly Newcastle sided with the ARL when most of their players stayed loyal. The Super League war split the game for more than two and a half years, feeding millions into the pockets of legal eagles. Long-time friendships were broken as the most emotional issue the game has known divided loyalties. But the legacy was some wonderful innovations, new professionalism, increased wages for players, and the current National Rugby League, formed from an ARL Super League compromised accord in December 1997. A key term of the accord that the competition be reduced from 20 to 14 teams saw the banishment of Foundation Club South Sydney and North Sydney from season 2000 onwards. The Rabbitohs and the Bears failed to meet the criteria from inclusion in the NRL. North's were found to be over $5 million in debt, undoing their move to the Central Coast, where they had successfully lobbied to have a stadium built. But South fans, as many as 40,000, took to the streets to protest the axing, and the club would not give up. The game's most successful team, with 20 premierships, went to court and were reinstated in 2002, and of course, lifted their 21st premiership title 
in 2014. Unbelievable story of the Super League War. You spoke about relationships breaking down. Obviously, we've had Brett Finch on the podcast a couple of times. His father, Robert Finch, who essentially built part of the Newcastle Knights, yeah, especially when they won the comp in 1997. He was the guy that had coached Maddie, Andrew, all these young guys all the way through the juniors. And all of a sudden, he was the guy left out in the rain, essentially, in Newcastle. Their house was vandalized. The Mariners' training facilities were vandalized constantly. It was an ugly, ugly thing to be a part of, obviously. We've heard a lot of stories about relationships that have broken down. We also had Tony Durkin, the Queensland editor uh, for Rugby League Week on the podcast. My great uncle, I think he is. Uh, and, you know, talking to him about how it unfolded up there in Brisbane, it was simply incredible. It really did divide the competition. And, you know, I, I was pretty young, obviously. I was only a couple years old so I don't remember it overly well but imagine you know Super Saturday footy and there's two rugby league competitions going on between teams that used to play against each other 18 months with new jerseys it was just a sensational time such a strange time in rugby league and then to see them come back together but without some of the greatest clubs to ever exist the South Sydney Rabbitohs the North Sydney Bears crazy to think about Super League I knew it would be in the top 10 not surprised to see it so high on the list. Let's move to number one, the most dramatic moment in rugby league history. And this one's an interesting one. I wouldn't quite call it a moment, but it is a moment in time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 1956 to 1966, 11 years, an achievement never to be matched. Perhaps the most enduring moment the best represents St. George feat of winning a record 11 straight premierships, an achievement that is unlikely to be matched in major world sport, is of Captain Norm Proven being chaired above the admiring crowd after the 1965 grand final victory over South Sydney. It was a remarkable day and then record crowd of 78,000 caused the gates to be closed at the SCG and people perched themselves on any conceivable viewing position, including the roofs of stands inside the perimeter fence and at the rear of a pavilion at the adjacent Sydney showground which was hosting a motor show. Proven was playing his final match and was the only dragon to have played in all 10 grand finals. After he led his side to a 12-8 win over the Rabbitohs, fans swarmed onto the field to bid him farewell. The next year, the Dragons beat Balmain 23-4 with Ian Walsh captain coach to make it 11 in a row. The run ended in the prelim final in 1967 played under the four-tackle rule with a 12-11 to 11 loss to Canterbury. Obviously, Norm Proven there, we mentioned him, uh, you know, obviously passed away a couple of months ago. Uh, extremely sad, an absolute icon of our game. Uh, this is incredible what the Dragons did during that time. And we mentioned this earlier in the countdown that it's believed, or that the rumour always was, that the uh, limited tackle game was, or the limited tackle rule was brought into Rugby League to stop, to try and stop these Dragons. And it did to some extent. I think I think they still went out in the prelim final, as I said. I think they were minor premiers. But uh, to go 11 in, in a row is unbelievable. Now, 
Obviously, when you think Norm Proven, you obviously think of uh, Proven and Summons. Arthur Summons, Norm Proven, Arthur Summons. And this is just another little addition in here. And how timely is this? As unfortunately, we've lost these two rugby league legends over the last 18 months. And a moment never to be forgotten. August 24, 1963. The images of mud-caked opposing captains Norm Proven and Arthur Summons, the gladiators, is a stirring memento of the 1963 St. George West grand final and the most lasting image of the Saints mighty period of dominance but the enduring appeal of John O'Grady's wonderful portrait that is today that is today's premiership trophy masks the real controversy of the Dragons most hotly debated title during the 11 year premiership reign the performance of Darcy Lawler in his final match before retirement was diabolical according to West players and fans highlighted by the controversial try to John King with West players believing he was tackled Saints triumphed 8-3 to conceding a grand final try for the first time since 1958 and won the penalties 18-7 to we've also spoken about that grand final Darcy Lawler with a controversial refereeing performance there but Arthur Summons, Norm Proven, two absolute legends. The game is worse off for not having them here anymore, but the game will forever be better for having them as part of our game at one point or another. They live on through the NRL trophy, which is great to see. Guys, that wraps up our top 100 most dramatic moments in rugby league history. This one was written in 2007, so I believe if you were to write it right now, there'd be a lot of chapters that would be added. I think you could add probably 10 or 15 things to um, this list of 100. I'm going to add another 10 on Monday morning. So this weekend, I'm going to sit down, get out the notepad and pen, and start to write some down and work out which 10 I would add in. I don't think I could put them in order. I think it would just be too difficult, but I'm going to work out the 10 10 moments that I would add to this list from the last. It's even more than 10 years, isn't it? It's almost 15 years. It's going to be really hard to do. I've got a couple in mind that I know will automatically go in. But stay tuned. Monday morning, that content will be coming your way. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.